The beliefs and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of the Grangeville Christian Church. If you feel that life is just giving you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Hi, welcome to our part two of Muslims. Part one, we talked about the history of Muslim and how the Muslim faith has grown and that Islam is the religion and Muslim is the person who practices the religion. And that the growth of from um, Turkey with the seven churches in Revelations two to three to now we're going to talk about witnessing to before we do that. We also we want to introduce our show for next week, which is July 26th. We're going to be interviewing Adrian from the Butterfly Wonder World in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's my show. That's her show. Believe me, she's a butterfly nut. I love butterflies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. And we'll have a special background for you guys to look at because I'm gonna make it. We hope to anyway, huh? Yeah. You are the artsy one here. Yeah. So we um, appreciate you guys listening. And if you do, if you have not heard part one of the of Muslims, then you need to listen to July fifth show. Okay, July fifth is part one. We are now doing here July nineteenth. This is pre recorded. July nineteenth is part. Two, so except for it's live on Facebook right now. Yeah, it is live on Facebook right now. Should we be doing that live on Facebook right now? Sure, why not? Okay, sure, why not? They can see it twice. People right. that didn't see it can see it first time. Okay, Hit anyway, it. the five points of controversy between Muslims and Christ- Christian and Christianity Jesus' death by crucifixion, Jesus' re- resurrection that's easy for you to say, it is resurrection easy for you to say. from death. Jesus claimed to be God. The prophetic authority of Muhammad. Muhammad, uh-huh. The divine inspiration of the Quran. Okay, so those are things that Christians and Muslims disagree on. Right. So do they not believe that Jesus was crucified or what? They don't believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Oh. They think he was a prophet. Yeah, I would agree with and that. And they don't believe he was put on a cross to die. They knew he was killed, but not on a cross. Okay. And they don't they don't believe that he rose from the dead again. Okay. He didn't come here to save our sins. Oh, he come okay. here to to prof- prophesy to us. Okay. But he wasn't named Jesus. Well, okay. That's <laughs> good. Got that part right. David, which was a friend of this a Muslim guy. Mm-hmm. Which his name was. Um, now I I will I would I would tear his name to pieces. So I'm gonna let you say his name. <gasps> his first name is Nabil. Nabil. And his last name I probably won't be able to say correctly, but it's Qureshi, maybe. Qureshi. Q U R E S I E. Well, David became a, a good friend of Nabil Qureshi, which is a Muslim guy or was a Muslim guy that didn't believe in God. He believed in the Quran and in the way they believed in everything else. He was somebody's making noise. It's my this thing here. Oh, okay. 
Anyway, let me move this a little bit so it won't make so much noise. Okay. He, he and David were talking about God in the Bible. And uh, there was proof about Jesus and, and all the stuff to go along with that. And so, um, Nabel, is that good enough? That's say? good enough. Nabel um, and David decided to get a meeting together with five or six um, scholars, non-believing scholars as well as believing. Now, I can't tell you the number of how many scholars, which ones were non-believing mm-hmm. and which ones were believing. Okay. But they got together along with Nabel's dad which was a Muslim, full-fledged Muslim. And he loved this subject because he spent a lot of time, he spends a lot of time researching this subject so he can argue it because he loved arguing about Jesus. Okay. So they got together and they searched the Bible. They searched records from all over the place about Jesus' death. And... They, the subject went on and on and on, and they were so surprised, even the non-believing scholars, to find out that there's more, there's, there's all kinds of proof of Jesus' death on the cross, mm-hmm. and that the Quran and the Sharia, Sharia? Sharia has no proof to back them up, and the okay. the ancient Bible ancient records and the the reading of the accounts of eyewitnesses there was so many eyewitnesses of Jesus and there's nothing to back up the um, Muhammad or the yeah or the yeah. okay or I, the, I went blank in the head okay I noticed that you closed your eyes and blinked I, I that's a blank. Yeah, that's a blink really is a blank. blank. That's really a blinking blink. Is a blink. <laughs> Bless your heart. I love you. But the the scholars that were non-believers uh-huh. and the and David and um, Nabel, they were all totally totally blown out of the water when they got through researching. David believed, but he never knew how much proof there was, uh-huh. and talking about the eyewitnesses and mm-hmm. stuff and the ones that that really from back to about a hundred hundred and some years after the death of Christ mm-hmm. they were surprised wow they were totally totally surprised awesome and I think it kind of turned some uh, non-believers into believers. believers and David himself the Muslim man no, Nabil or Nabil yeah, yeah Nabil he was it made him so surprised and so um, it started giving him doubts about the Quran at that point. Mm-hmm. So he started researching past that meeting because he wanted to uh, know what the truth were. And he's seen so much discrepancy in the Muslims' belief and all that stuff that he couldn't go back to it and just believe it. He had wow. to find out the difference. And so he went looking. Mm-hmm. If you're in, in, in Jesus's, in ours, you can't win favor by obedience. In the Quran and all that, you win favor by obedience. 
Okay, so how do you win favor with Jesus? How do you with get Jesus? Favor? You can't win favor. He okay. just he loves you because he created you and because you're a child of God. Grace. Yeah, grace is given, not bought. By okay. favor, you can't earn it. The difference between Jesus and Islam is you have to earn everything, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can't even earn it. Yeah, you know, and and the Quran and um, Muhammad. Muhammad says that Jesus says he's our father. Muhammad's no father. Jesus said he was the son of God. Muhammad's no son. Mm-hmm. Muhammad, uh, Jesus says he loves us, that he would die for our cross. Muhammad wouldn't die for anyone. Mm-hmm. He expects others to die for him. That's true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. And um, so in the difference between Jesus and the Islam's God, First John four sixteen says, and that's is out of the the Christian Bible. First John four chapter four verse sixteen, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in him. And that's again in the in the Christian Bible. First John chapter four verse sixteen, and that's in the New Testament. And it says Jesus loves us. He talks in the Bible all the way through. It talks about not leaving us, Jesus not leaving us, and, and how he protects us and that he's love, he's safe, he's real. He's a God of second chances. Oh, my goodness, how many second chances have I had? Oh, as many bunch. as I have. <laughs> that he won't leave us, he won't turn his back on us. You know, he's, he loves us no matter, you know, I think on our answering machine right now, at the end of the answering machine, all the information is that excuse me that jesus loves you just the The way way you are and and that's important i i and because we have people that at the end of all of that they're probably really glad that all that stuff's done but and they can leave their message but but some people will comment comment on that and they'll say i agree or yes he does or i really like your answering mm -hmm. machine because we always try to leave some message about Christ at the end so that they, they, they get that message. Do you think that God ever got tired of giving us second chances? No. You ever thought about that? I don't think so because then that would nullify his death. It would nullify his love too. Yeah. No, he's a God of second chances and third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh and on down the road. So, you know, Jesus will never let us walk alone. When is a place, a time in your life, Annette, that that you felt God. That I felt God? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. There's so many times. I mean, I was out of the prayer garden one time sitting, and, and all it was kind of cloudy out and rainy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I was sitting there praying. I was doing my Bible deal out there with him. And all of a sudden, he opened the sky up, mm-hmm. and this just beautiful warmth came down on top of me. Mm-hmm. And... I could feel him talking to me, and it's mm-hmm. just like he put his arms right. It was a cold day that day, mm-hmm. and I had the fire barrel going, mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, I was still cold even the way I had the fire barrel going, but it was like he put his arms around me and said, I'll, I'll keep you warm if you stay here a little longer with me. And it was so awesome because I didn't notice the cold anymore. Mm-hmm. I just noticed that I was with him. Right. He's an awesome God. He does. He'll comfort you. You yes, need comforting that day. I needed comforting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I got it. Mm-hmm. I just think of the 
I think of what we walk through in life and and people that walk through similar things that situations that don't have Christ and I honestly don't know how they do it. I, I couldn't I don't know how they would do it. I couldn't I, I can't I couldn't imagine not having Christ walk with you through whatever it is that you were walking through. Well, you know, and I've seen people that don't have Christ. Could you? I mean, can you see the misery in them? Yes. You know, last we were at uh, we were at a rodeo last night, and oh, fun rodeo. <laughs> and I I had to go and stand up because I have some yucky in my back, and so I needed to go stand up for a little bit. And this little girl walked past me, and I looked in her eyes, and I saw nothing but emptiness and pain. And I thought, oh, baby, what's happening to you? What is happening to you? And I thought, do you know Jesus? You know, do you know Jesus? Um, I hope God brings her up to us again sometime. It just broke my heart. It just broke my heart. So, yeah, difference between our Jesus and Islam's God. Islam's God punishes all for wrong choices. It is their way or the highway. And Jesus, and Jesus, you know what? He allows us a free will. But this comes out of the Quran. Um, Allah has said this Quran is 8:12. I will cast terror into the hearts of those who disbelieve. Therefore, strike off their heads and strike off every fingertip, all of them. So he punishes them. Um, the Islam God talks of destruction by Christians, by Christians' hand. In other words, they resort to, to violence. And it says, whether valid or not, every complaint that secular critics say they have about Christianity, from women's issues to slavery, is not only a tangible part of Islam, but usually magnified. And then violence in the, is a virtue it, from the Quran, it says fighting, and this is the Quran 2, um, 2, 16, fighting is prescribed for you and you dislike it. But it is possible that you dislike a thing which is good for you and that you love a thing which is bad for you. But Allah knoweth and you know not. And violence in the Bible is a sin. In Romans 12, chapter 12, verses 19 and 20, it says, do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Feed him. Yeah. So that's completely different from Islam's God. Islam's God will tear up families if you don't make right choices. Wow. Let's see what we have here. It says... Each year, thousands of Christian homes and churches are torched or bombed by Muslim mobs. And hundreds of Christians, including dozens of priests, pastors, nuns, and other church workers, are murdered at the hands of Islamic extremists. The so-called justi justification varies from charges of apostasy or evangelism to purported blasphemy or insulting Islam. Innocent people have even been hacked to death by devout Muslims over cartoons. And what does cartoons got to do with religion? It has to do with the spreading of the false teaching. Stop it where you can. If you're, at, and that's what the the Islam belief is, is that if you if someone speaks up, we, and because we've said this, if if someone speaks up against 
against Allah and the Islam faith, then you do what you can to stop it. Because that's what the Quran says. But how does cartoons talk against Allah? There must have been something in that cartoon. I remember it being in the news, and I apologize for not looking that up. But that's what happened. Hmm. It happened here in the United States. I yeah, I should have. I should have done my homework on that one. I apologize for that. All right. So, and also, Islam's God does not give you second chances. Yeah. And in the Quran, um, chapter twenty-four, verse two, it says, "Let not compassion move you from carrying out God's law." When you think about it, they're going to kill people. How can they give them second chances? Exactly. They take extreme measures to punish. So, and God says what? To love. Love your neighbor. And this, the Quran, uh -huh, Quran says, let not compassion move you from carrying out God's law. So, yeah. So how do we how do we witness to others and Muslims? Because this isn't just about Muslims. Like you said on your outline, it's witnessing to others. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the whole gamut. To um, so love one another as you love yourself, right? Yeah. Because just Muslims were created by Jesus, just like we were. Just because they're Muslims doesn't make them any different. They don't have six fingers or six toes never know someone might but i know somebody that only has nine toes yeah it scares yeah. a grandkid off to death <laughs> yeah i'm the guilty party you are you are and i i'm the guilty party for scaring your grandson but anyway so but we're all created and this in the bible of jesus christ says we're all created equal they say we're created in the likeness of god so he that might is, only have nine toes too you think <laughs> Hmm, I don't know about that one. Um, and it says there are no, and even the scripture says there's no Jew, no Christian, no slave, no free man, nothing like that. No male, no female. We're all equal in God's sight. No one's better than the other. Well, I heard Jesus was a male. He, I think he was. He came by email. <laughs> he came by email. <laughs> so if the person is a Muslim, then you should get to know them, okay? First, before witnessing. After all, what? You don't want to scare them off, right? Even if you're, I mean, whoever you're witnessing to, you don't want to just come up to them and say, hey, you know what? You're going to hell. Oh, well, thank you for that bit of information, but that's a little judgmental. You don't know me at all, right? So this goes for anyone that God sends to your path, not just Muslims. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would turn me off even as a Christian. What do you mean? You come up to me and tell me I'm going to hell. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and we need to be a good Christian, right? We need to walk our talk. And we need to serve people. And that's the best way to do it, is if you see a need, you go out and you help them find that need or solve that need, okay? Mm -hmm. Be as helpful to that person as you can. If they need something, help like them. a mattress. A mattress. Show them where to get that mattress. Mm-hmm. Or if you have an extra one, give it to them. Yeah. Or if they need anything, like um, the government is can be the bureaucracy can be a little intimidating, like driver's license or um, even to get a tag for a vehicle or to pay the taxes or whatever. Um, you need to walk alongside them because we were all there once. 
You know, there's stuff we don't know how to do. We had a cop escort to get us to the health and welfare office when we first came here. Yes, we did. (laughs) That was cool. We didn't know where it was, and he saw we were lost. Believe me, he saw the lost look on our face, and he escorted us. (laughs) It was funny. (laughs) So, yeah. Now, cops in Wichita, Kansas would not have done what he did for us. But the Lewiston, Idaho guy, he did it. Okay? Cool. And witnessing should not be painful. It is if you were introducing a friend to another friend. And if you really love Jesus, why would you not want everyone to know about Jesus? There's the passion part. Right? Right. That's what we need to be doing. She just So, how much do you know about Jesus? Maybe you need to introduce Jesus to yourself before you try to introduce him to someone else. Maybe you need to get to know Jesus before you tell somebody about Jesus. Yeah, have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Relate. It is all about a relationship and not a religion, isn't it? Right. Um, the more you know about Jesus, the more you can tell someone else about him. So what is what would be the first... I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm already on the spot. Okay, so what would be the first thing you would say to someone about Jesus? Um, Let's say you've already built a rapport and all of that other stuff, okay? I have a friend. Would you like to meet him? He is so awesome. Okay. I would come back with, well, what's his name? Um, He's got a special name. His name is Jesus. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? We're going to finish. We're going to continue this conversation when we come back after break. How about that? You want to do that? Yeah. You want to role play? Uh, yeah. I'll be Jesus and you can be Mary. <laughs> We're not going to role play Jesus and Mary. <laughs> you guys all figure it out when we come back from break. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. Find it today. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4 verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abbadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Okay, so we were going to role play, but we're not going to role play Jesus and Mary. Sorry. Run all my fun. I know. So let's role play. Let's say. Um, okay, you be a Muslim. All right. And I'll be a Muslim not. Muslim <laughs> not. Okay. Are we friends yet? I just met you. You just met me. Yeah. Okay. Hi, my name's Annette. Hi, my name's Myrna. Well, um, 
born and raised here in Wichita, Kansas. Did you guys just come in? Um, well, I've been here for, I mean, I've lived here most of my life. My parents brought me here when I was just a child. So I basically have been raised here in Wichita. Mm, that's pretty cool. You like it here? Um, yeah, Wichita's okay. I haven't lived anywhere else, so I don't know to, where to com- you know, compare it to. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine and I are in ministry together, and we moved out to Idaho. We're just now visiting back here at Wichita. With oh, what did you move to Idaho for? Ministry. Where is Idaho? Idaho's way, way, way away from Wichita. <laughs> it takes us two and a half to three days to get back. You drive that slowly or what? No, it's far away. Oh, okay. It's far away. Okay. But we we went over there to do ministry for our business. We we have counseling business, and we oh. also have a radio talk show. Oh, really? We work on. Oh, uh-huh. But we and we do ministry to talk about Jesus and oh. stuff like that. Okay. You know who Jesus is? I well, yeah. He's I've read about him, and I my my um, has, has talked to me about him, and I've been taught about him. Yeah, he was a prophet. He was one of the prophets that. Um, um, yeah, he was one of the prophets about the Jews or Christians or. Uh, yeah, I yeah I've read about him. Hmm. Well, in the Bible, they don't. It doesn't say he's a prophet. He's uh, our savior. And that's what we believe. In the Bible? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, well, the, the, my Bible is called the Koran, so. Yeah, but your Bible stems off of our Bible. Oh, really? I haven't heard that one. Yeah, Muhammad really respected our Bible. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But he also had things that he didn't agree with on the Bible. But he respected our Bible. Okay, well, I can respect that. Yeah, but our Bible has, I mean, we, we got a lot of things in our Bible that we can prove things on. Mm-hmm. But in our Bible talks about uh, loving and kindness, and um, we don't believe in killing and things well, like that. The Quran talks about loving and kindness, too. That's you know? good. That's good. So, yeah. So that makes it... Good, because then we can become friends. Well, yeah, I kind of would like that, because you're not really putting me down, or you're not scared of me. You're all, you don't think I'm... I don't think you should be... I should be afraid of you. Well, you're, you're a human being just like I am. I know, but people want... You know, when they look at me and they see that I'm a Muslim by the color of my skin or my eyes or the way I dressed, dress, they, they shun me and they turn away from me or they laugh at me or they threaten me. Um, well, then they aren't true Christians. Oh, you mean Christians, true, there's true and false Christians then? This way that it's an in religion, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I just know mine. Yeah. Well, even in yours, there's ones that claim to be um, Muslim, claim to be with Koran, and, and yet they don't follow the rules, right? Yeah, but if you don't follow the Koran... And the teachings of Muhammad and all of that, and the Hadith and the, the Shi'ar, you are in big trouble. Yeah, but see, in our religion, God doesn't punish you here for not following His laws. There's a, a punishment at the end, but that's your choice. You get to choose whether you follow or not. We have free will in our religion. Mm-hmm. Well. You know, that gives me some things to think about. So 
why don't we just exchange phone numbers or emails or something and we can get together some other time? Because I'd, I'd, I'd kind of like to explore that idea with you because you're not pushy or anything. And because I've had ran into other people who say they're Christians and they've, they've not been very nice. Well, I think that you're a pretty cool person. Well, thank you. And I wouldn't mind hanging around with you and being your friend because okay. I like your personality. I think you're a neat person and we'd have fun together. All right. Well, that works for me. Okay. Let me write my phone number sure, down Sure, go you. ahead. And I'll write your phone number down, my phone number down. Okay. okay. All right. Well, give me a call sometime. Thanks. Okay, thanks. All right. And your name was what? Myrna. Myrna. Uh -huh. Okay. That's a pretty name. Thank you. Okay. Maybe we'll go out and have lunch sometime next week together. That works. Okay. okay. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye. So, see, we didn't, she didn't push me. She didn't um, discredit me. She just opened the door for me to give food for thought, I guess, would be a good way to put it. Right? Right. Yeah. So, that's kind of a role model again to, to witness. Well, and you got to be careful how you live, mm -hmm. for one thing. Yes. Because if you're going to witness to somebody, you have to live, you have to practice what you preach. Mm -hmm. If you live one way and talk another, they're not going to follow no. you. No. And, and Jesus said also that if you love him, then you'll serve his sheep. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Even if they're a Muslim and they're not living for Christ, they're still a sheep. Yep. He wants us to bring the sheep in. Mm -hmm. And you know, a Muslim person, this little Muslim person, could be ripe and ready for harvesting. Mm -hmm. And if you go out and you hurt them, then you're the, the their blood is on your head. If you go out and hurt mm -hmm. a person that that God intended you to take their little tender hearts and and get them to understand about God. God is love. He's not mean. So if you be mean to somebody, you're not serving God and you're not showing God in your heart. Well, I think one of the things um, that was in, is interesting is, that, and you kind of brought it up, is that, that Islam teaches that Allah was the source of both the Bible and the Quran. I don't know that I've heard that before. That's pretty interesting. So they're willing to um, listen to the passages from the Bible. So, I mean, just to have, so that is open and, uh, an open door. Hey, let's listen, you know, let's, let's have a Bible study on, like, the Gospel of John would be an awesome Bible study because that share, shares so much of the love of Christ in the Gospel of John. And it's not pushy. Or even the first, the first second, third John. Mm -hmm. um, but passages that speak to the wickedness of man's heart. Um, I, brought my, I brought my sword here. Let me... Pick it up. You a Muslim woman has a sword? <laughs> I do. And <laughs> um, passages that speak to the wickedness of man's heart. I am just going to pick out one. Um, Psalms 14. Let's do Psalms 14. Psalms 14. Sorry for dead air, but Psalms 14. Well, while she's learning that, how much do you know about Jesus? If you, if you don't know enough about Jesus to go witness to somebody else, instead of introducing Jesus to a Muslim person, maybe you first need to introduce him to yourself. Mm -hmm. That means study, get to know him, get to know what his walk was, get to know how much he loves you, get a personal relationship with him. So that when you go out and teach somebody about him, God will open up that door and talk to you while you're talking to that mm -hmm. person. Okay, so pastors that speak to the wickedness of man's heart is... 
Psalms 14, 1 to 3. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. Their deeds are vile. There is no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the sons of man to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. All they turned, all have turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. That's why we need a Savior, right? Yeah. So that would be a really good scripture to, to read to um, to anyone, not just a Muslim, to anyone. Passages, oh, the holiness of God. Since I'm in Psalms, let's just turn to Psalms 93. You know, witnessing to somebody should not be painful. I mean, talking to somebody about Jesus should be the same thing as talking to somebody about going out and getting a pair of clothing. Mm-hmm. It should be no different. Mm-mm. Because Jesus is supposed to be a special possession of yours. Something that you love so much. And I love him. I love him more than I love clothing, more than I love anything. So I don't have a problem with talking to people about him. You know, when you say, because when you said, you know, talking about clothing, I instantly went to the scriptures in the New Testament that talk about clothe yourself with. Okay? Clothe yourself with humility and and compassion and love and, and all of that. Clothe yourself with Christ. Yeah. Well, see, if you're passionate about something, you want to, you want to share it with exactly. others. I, when I love something, like my drawings, I draw a lot. She does. And she draws a lot. When we're in the car, when we're going to work, when we're coming home from work, when we're wow. at work. When, we're <laughs> when you're in school, you know, you've got to so you can learn to draw more. And my trees used to look lame. But I'm learning more how to draw now. And things are starting to look better. Because I draw a lot. And see, I'm not afraid to share with you guys about my drawing. The same as I'm not afraid to share with you guys how I draw people or, or anything. So I'm not afraid to share with you guys about Christ because he's a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. I talk about God when I wake up. I talk about God in the car. I talk about God in the market. When we're in Walmart, I talk about God wherever I go. Some people say... If you come in here, you leave your God at home. You know what I say? If I can't bring my God there, right. then I don't come there. That's right. So we can talk to the, to the, to people about the passages that speak to the wickedness of man's heart. We've done that. The holiness of God's ninety three Psalms ninety chapter ninety three verse five says, "The Lord reigns. He is oh, excuse me ninety three five. I was reading one. Your statutes stand firm. Holiness adorns your house for endless days. O oh Lord, the Bible talks about." God's hatred for sin um, and and that we need to drive home the fact for the need of a savior because God hates sin. He's a just and holy God and he can't look upon sin. That's why we need a savior right. to save us from that sin. When you said the, a house, door in your house, I got thinking about how God tells us we're not of this world. Right. We're only here to serve God and to to do his will. Each one of us has a job to do. People find out what your job is and do it. You know, we're here to serve God. If you're Christians, you have a job to do. Find out what that job is and do it with love. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? Each one has a special job to do. That's right. I know what my job is. Do you know what your job Mm -hmm. is? I do know what my job is. And how did we find out? 
because we've got a relationship with God. That's right. And he directs us wherever we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Remember back in Kansas that I told God, after my kids are grown, I will work for you, I promise. But I want a ring that, and there was a special ring I found over in a Christian bookstore. And I said, that's the ring I want, that I will commit myself to you. And I said, I'll go anywhere you ask me to go. Well, I committed myself to him without the ring in Kansas. I forgot about the ring. I knew what it looked like, but I forgot about the ring when we left Kansas. And he took us out to a place where I said, Lord, take me somewhere where there's no snow. Boy, did he kid around. There's so much snow here, it just baffles me. But then this lady here in Idaho walks up to me and tells me, gives me this ring and tells me God said to give it to me. I looked at it. It's the exact ring, ring I looked at in a Christian bookstore in Kansas, and I told God to get for me. And I never have had to fix it. It broke once, and I sent it into Walmart to be fixed. And when I went to get it, they told me that it's already been paid for. I didn't have to pay for it. That's right. And those kind of things God does mm -hmm. for me. He takes care of me. He does a lot of things for me. I've had an earring break, and he's fixed that for mm -hmm. me. He does. You can have the very same thing if you follow Jesus and if you really put your whole heart and mind and soul into him. Yep. Witnessing to Muslims is like witnessing to your own family because mm -hmm. some of them are. Yep. For a Muslim believes that they can atone for sin themselves, and um, the message of the that the message of the gospel will be foolish. So the message of the gospel will be foolish to them. That that so because they don't understand that Christ atones for them. Okay, that so they if he comes to understand that no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law, because that's what Muslim law is: do 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 do, and Christ's law is grace. Christ's salvation is grace. No one comes to the knowledge of the truth solely by good apologetics. The natural man does not accept the things of the spirit because they are spiritually discerned. So we need to pray. Witness effort should be bathed in prayer that hearts and minds will be open so that when we speak the truth in love to a Muslim, it may please the Lord to grant him or her salvation through Christ Jesus. Salvation is not earned. It is by faith you are saved. Okay? It's a gift of God. And they can't earn it. So, and that comes out of um, God, question, God Questions Ministries, um, copyright 2002 to 2019. So, what about witnessing to Muslims, Annette? What's effective? Um, I think that you got to be courageous and loving. Yep. That makes it even more effective mm -hmm. because if, a, if a, a Muslim, you get around them, they know they're going to watch you. Mm -hmm. They're going to know if you're not courageous and loving. Um, reflect the interest in their belief. Mm -hmm. you got to be interested in them. Don't start off right away grabbing them and telling them they're wrong because if you do, they're going to run. Yeah. Allow them time to... Uh, articulate their views, allow them time to be able to 
uh, explain to you what they believe because gee willikers if they feel heard mm-hmm. they're gonna you know accept you more you don't want to just go in there right away and say you're wrong you're That's wrong right. <laughs> one of the and, and and doing the research for this for this um, show we found out that when you bring a muslim into your home make sure if you have pets put the pets away from because the muslims do not like do not think pets should be in the home especially a dog remember that one and this is the one okay and then offer food at least three times because they are taught to it is impolite to accept the food the first time it is offered or accept anything the first time is it is offered so at least offer it multiple times because then they will accept it all right so this is the one that we did research on a little bit deeper because we could not believe this don't serve them remember what it was jello yeah we're not eating jello anymore i had a drawer full of gelatin let's do gelatin let's not say the brand name just gelatin i had a drawer full of jello now i've thrown it away because because it has made is made out of such nice stuff yeah i mean really nice stuff all the throwaway stuff from pork from the kill floor <laughs> of the beef factory yeah, was plus plus i mean the pork factory right plus the bones and something else the guts the insides of the cow and the pig i mean from the pig and the pig skin so yeah just do your own research on the on the gelatin thingy but oh, we gross. were surprised that yeah so don't make jello gelatin stuff when you have your muslim friends over and guess what people i loved jello yes she did even the sugar-free yeah but now i don't like jello it makes me gag thinking about it yeah so anyway yeah that's something we learned when we did yeah. this so I, I didn't join the quran but i joined jello quran <laughs> <laughs> so do you think people even think about do you think christians think about witnessing to um muslims some. or is it alien to them no i think some do okay but you know what? They better study up before they start witnessing because I think they should know what the Quran says okay. so they they can know how to argue it. Okay. I mean, argue it? Well, that's a statement. That's okay. Because we don't that's argue it. Words. Okay. Not, not argue like me and you would argue mm-hmm. over it. Something we got okay. upset about. Argue means debate it. Okay. You know? Okay. I like that word better. Yeah. Because if you don't know, if you don't know anything about the Quran, then how are you going to debate? Mm-hmm. Or the Muslim faith, yeah. Islam. If you don't know anything about our faith, how are you going to exactly. debate Exactly. That's what you were saying earlier. If you don't know anything about Jesus, how are you going to share him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, need to, you need to know what you're talking about. Don't go in there ignorant, not knowing what you're supposed to know. If I was to come tell you about, let's see, what the one thing I don't know about. Well, I know everything I can't, can't, can't say. <laughs> okay. If I was to come in and tell you about those black cows, I yeah. don't even know what they are. I just know they're black cows. How could I come in and share that with you? Well, that's right, because the other day when we were driving, I said, now, are all black cows Angus cows? I was talking to Larry about that. Well, he didn't know, and I don't know, so are all black cows, because they say black Angus, okay? Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. And see, I didn't even know they were Angus cows. I don't think. I don't no, know. I can tell you about Hereford cows. 
well, yeah, I know what a Hereford cow looks like, but it's a black cow. And so, you know, yeah, you're absolutely correct in that analogy. You got to know something. Well, the black cows. Now, wait okay. a minute. I I'm, know this. Okay. I know this. I can the, hardly the, wait. The Hereford cows is me and you and women. <laughs> the, her, the black <laughs> Angus cows is Larry and all the men because they're always breaking out of the fence and trying to get on the greener grass on the other side. Okay. And the Hereford cows are standing there in the fence saying, do you guys know that that grass isn't greener on the other okay. side? Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> take that one to the bank. Now All right. You know the rest of the story. <laughs> yes. So witnessing to Muslims is part of the command of the Great Commission, right? Sure. Matthew 28. Okay. Sure. Jesus right. knows. That's right. He knows everything. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Thank goodness. <clears throat> so, so what? With niche to Muslims, isn't any different than what? Well, you know what? People usually think that because they look different, they don't need to be witnessed to because they're already condemned. Ooh. Ooh, that's a punch in the gut. Yeah. That's what they what, do. What, why would you even do that? Because they're already going to hell anyway huh wow Ooh, that's and, throwing the christ of love and love of christ well, look at this and because of what muslims have done to us like murdering homes and things like that hitting the twin towers and all that they condemn them all yep they don't condemn the ones that did it they condemn the whole muslim people mm -hmm. that's wrong yep that's so wrong and when did god ever give a judgment hammer to any of us that's right when did he tell us we could judge someone all created equal yeah christ died for all of us he said judge not least you be judged in the same manner that's right i don't want to be judged the way that people judge other people mm -hmm. i'd rather let god judge well, me. and it's it's kind of because muslims have also been taught the atrocities of the that christians have committed against them yeah, and, and they're judging people. Mm -hmm, so, but you know what? I, I've judged people, and I've sure gone back and then and asked for forgiveness mm -hmm. because my judgment is harsh. Mm -hmm. And if I got judged in the same way I judge people, I'd be running for the hills to yeah. find a place to hide. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, you know, you can talk. Unlike the Crusaders and the colonial powers, and Jesus always preached and demonstrated nonviolence, even when he was threatened, because he was threatened many times. And he surrendered to the cross. He didn't, um, they didn't tie him against his will and put him and crucify him on the cross. He surrendered to that. Yeah. Big difference there. Because he told one person that, what well, makes you think that you could hold me here That's if right. it wasn't for God that, That's right. that gave you the authority to mm -hmm. take me. That's right. I like the one thing that you said about um, Apostle Paul. Even people who harm Christians are no worse than Apostle Paul until he was on the road to Damascus. 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 Mm -hmm. Damascus. So we should view every Muslim as a potential future Paul to, to, to more Muslims. To yeah. more Muslims. I like that. Well, Apostle Paul, mm -hmm. he he condemned people. Yes, he did. He condemned them to death. He did. Mm -hmm. And so does Muslims. Mm -hmm. And so they're just Paul. He, he He's not that way anymore. And he, I mean, he got a saving knowledge of God. But you know what? 
the scripture just popped in my head about, you know, if you hate someone enough, if you hate someone in your heart, you that is like murder to them. So as people... And can you be forgiven for murder? Well, yeah. There you go. But people hate Muslims. Yeah, because... Because of what some of the Muslims did. Yeah, so they hate all the Muslims. They, uh-huh. And hate is not of... God. God. They're forgiven. They can be forgiven, even the ones that did do the murder. Exactly. Because if God can forgive them, then who are we to hate them? Exactly. Who are we? You who are without sin, cast the first stone. stone. I don't have any stones to cast because I... Well, I got some stones. I mean, I got some big stones. We have rocks. Yeah. Uh, They're stones. You know, one of the things... On a rock I got is Christ. That's right. The solid one. Mine are a little stone. You know, one of the things that you talked about was that Muslims respect the Bible. Not Muslims, Muhammad. Oh, well, I... Hmm. Oh, Muhammad respects the Bible? Yeah. Okay. Muhammad respects the Bible, but, but he doesn't they, respect all of the Bible. Okay. If it was a true respect, respect, he would take every bit of the Bible and put it into his stuff. Mm-hmm. So if he really respected the Bible by our standards, mm-hmm. then he wouldn't be right in changing the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, and that came out of the 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 part where it says Muslims respect the Bible, mm-hmm. which identifies Jesus as the Messiah. Mm-hmm. This was a controversy thing. Okay. It's, it came out of the same thing that we wrote the copyright from. Mm-hmm. But it's showing the, the difference between and proof of how Jesus is the Messiah. Because if Muhammad, if Muslims respect the Bible and believe in the Bible, they can't take out little parts and change it to fit their standards. It has to prove that the Messiah is real mm-hmm. if they believe in the Bible. Okay. But they try to take things and make it to their standard. Okay. That's what a lot of cults do. Not just the Muslims, huh? Mm-hmm. They try to change who Jesus but is. Then why do they reject yeah. Jesus I don't as the Messiah? Muslims claim that Jesus was just a prophet, not the Messiah who died to pay for our sins. The Muslims claim is based on the following Surah, Surah. Surah in the Quran. Quran about the Messiah. And, you know, who wrote that? Mm-hmm. Who wrote the Quran? Muhammad did. Yeah, and they say because of the... Uh, and for their sayings, indeed, we have killed the Messiah, Jesus, the son of Mary, the messenger of Allah. And they did not kill him, nor did they crucify him, but another was made to resemble him to them. And indeed, those who differ over it are in doubt about it. They have no knowledge of it except to follow of assumption, right. and they did not kill him for certain. And that's in the Quran four one fifty seven. Yeah. So Muslims believe that Jesus was the a messenger, but that he didn't die for. So they believe he came to earth. Yeah. So what did he come here for? Just to preach. He came to bring. He was came as a prophet to bring. To bring some of the message from Allah. That's what he came for. That's it. Boy, he, he just came. I mean, he miraculously came all the way to earth for Allah. He was born from Mary, yeah. 
So, and so in the in the in the last in these last few minutes, what do we want to come across to for witnessing to a Muslim? One thing, first thing is the most important thing is be kind to them. Mm-hmm. Be very kind to them, and treat them with respect. Mm-hmm. Because we don't need no more violence than what they've already put out. Mm-hmm. And you know, try to bring them to Christ. I mean, make sure you do your footwork before you go and do more footwork and lead do by damage. Yeah, lead by example. Yeah, don't don't do damage on it. Befriend them. If you can't do it, then leave it to somebody else to mm-hmm. do. If you if you become a friend with a Muslim and you don't know how to lead them to Christ, bring them to somebody that can. You know, and and that's a good point because you some people are some people do have the gift of evangelism, and some people have the gift of prayer. So if you're not you're you don't have that gift of evangelism, you can be the backup for prayer. I mean, yeah. everybody needs somebody praying for them. And don't feel bad if you can't. That's just not where God has brought you to. Right. That's not your gift mm-hmm. or your calling. Right. You can it may be your calling to lead that sheep mm-hmm. to someone else. That's right. To do it. Take, a, take them to your pastor mm-hmm. and take them to somebody else to lead it in. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just your calling to to befriend that person. Exactly. And by your living, that's an example mm-hmm. how you live. But make sure you're living the Christian life. That's make right. sure you're not cussing, crowsing bars or doing things like that. That will lead that person astray or confuse them. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. That's. I feel like we have to... We can preach them in different ways. You yes, know, we can. Our example is a good <laughs> preaching thing. Uh-huh. What is it? Um, share the gospel, and if you have to, use words. Isn't that a saying? Something like that. It might not be the exact thing. No, that's a good but, way to say it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, and um, so next week, we just want to let you know. Next, the next on the twenty sixth of July, we will be sharing with Adrian from the Butterfly Wonderland out of Scottsdale, Arizona, which will be an interesting show. And if you think, oh, that's going to be boring, you need to listen to it. Um, it it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. We visited there, and it will break your heart that what ha- what is happening to some of our nature. And we're not tree huggers, but we are butterfly, butterfly lovers. <laughs> and, and, I do want to tell everybody to pray for us because we're yes. going to go down to Boise, and we're mm-hmm. going to go have another meeting with the Pro Board. For Levi. for Levi. And please, people, pray for Levi yes. that he can come to our place and that he can get out. Okay. Pray for that whole mess out there yep. because we need to get something done. Alrighty. And we just thank you for listening and we will talk to you about butterflies next time. And donate, please. Yes, please donate. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette.